Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to lockinyoursuccess.com memberships. Taking a look at this last comment, this type of thing hits me the most, and it's one of the more challenging things that I have to get people to understand before they become really good at trading. I'm just going to read this statement here. As my current life trades uh, also seems to be following the same course, right? So he had this experience, uh, maybe first life trade. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to Hassan. Um, but he had a first life trade and, you know, the back-tested results came out fine. Live results, he lost money. It's really throwing off my confidence that I will, I will not be able to reach even anywhere close to the performance of the hundreds of back tests I've done. Doing hundreds of back tests on a strategy or the results of a back test of a strategy should not be related to confidence whatsoever, right? The presumption behind the formation of the statement is a normal tendency, right? However, it's also poison and it's going to prevent you from progressing as a trader. The presupposition is that you can do a back test of a strategy and then use that as evidence for confidence that that strategy would produce the same results going in the future. And there are so many reasons that this preface will prevent you from becoming successful as a trader. So many that I don't even know where to start half the time. Let me say this. The reality is that even if you could perform the back to the perfect back test and that during that back test, every trade execution would have been and would have matched the live results in the past, even if that were the case and you could do that, even if it was live trading in the past, the results of that back test have no bearing on how that strategy is going to be performed in the future, even if it's traded exactly the same way. Yet many traders are using it as confidence, right? I have to back tag your strategy so I'd be confident that I'm going to win. That is poison. We as traders have no business allowing our confidence in future results to be influenced by back testing results. And I can tell you that so long as you use back testing for that purpose, you will continue to struggle as a trader. You might have, you might take a strategy that back tested well, you might trade it for a period of time and it might still do well. That's certainly possible, but you can't rely on that. As a matter of fact, it's actually worse for you as a trader if that process plays out because then you become confident in the rule set. And then when things in the future or in the present are different than the way they were in the past, and we're not just talking about market direction, we're not just talking about market speed, we're talking about um, all that, both of those in combination with implied volatility, in combination with um, market cycles timing, market cycle timing compared to your trade entries and exits. It's not going to be the same in the future. And the way that a lot of people backtest is they filter out Right, they they go in, and they have this rule set, and a lot of people who came up with trading strategies have done the same thing. They come in, they create this rule set that filters out losses in the past, 
and they filter it out through minor delta shifts, through minor timing changes, through shifts in um, you know adjustment trigger points, shifts in entry timing, shifts in um, profit and loss numbers, and that doesn't take that doesn't fix the trade. It filters out a past loss by making sure you weren't unlucky. It doesn't fix the trade. It filters out those losses and it gives you an unrealistic expectation of what to expect in the strategy is exactly what it does. It's going to be different in the future. There is a phrase, Brandon says, there is a phrase I've heard before. Past performance is not not indicative of future results. Yes, and there's a reason for that. Um, And it's 100% true. Also, live results can vary from simulator results for many different reasons. And we're talking about these here, right? So if you have a trading strategy that you lowered your profit target on or um, to filter out a loss, first of all, in Backtester, first of all, you have no idea what your live profit would have been. You may have been out of that trade a week ago because your live profit was better, or you may have still been in that trade because your live profit was a little bit lower. And if you stayed in that trade, perhaps the trade lost instead of had a full win. Lowering your profit target doesn't fix that. Lowering your profit target takes out the random of the random luck of the event that you just happen to be close to your profit target and didn't quite hit it. And that's going to happen with a lower profit target in the future. It's not, it's not going to matter, right? All you've done by lowering your profit target is you, if you, if you, is you, and you, if you didn't touch your max losses, yeah, you've increased your win rate and back tester because it's easier to win and harder to lose, but now your risk reward ratio gets thrown out and over time that's going to hurt you. So whatever you do, there's a benefit and a drawback to that. And you don't want to filter out bad losses and then pretend like you've changed the dynamics of the strategy or the core principles within the strategy that allow the strategy to win and the strategy to lose. That's what most people do. And that's why they have trouble trading because they're doing that over and over and over again. Oh, look, this trade worked from 2008 to 2017, but it lost in 2018. So now I'm going to filter out the losses of 2018 by doing minor modifications to the rules. And now it's going to work again forever into the future because I fixed it. You have not fixed it. You filtered out losses that are not going to play out the same way again. Um, you know, there are things, there are reasons to change these limits, right? So if I have a trading strategy and I notice I continually lose to the upside like 80% of the time, well, I have I have something that I can do that will fundamentally change that. I can make this position much more positive delta. I can enter it positive delta, I can, more positive delta. I can make adjustments more positive delta, and that will fix that. And it will also add in a problem that if the market goes down, it's going to be more sensitive to that. But there's always that drawback, but it'll fix it during that time period for sure. But other things are going to happen. in the and If the future time periods stays the same way, then that's great, right? But if it doesn't, then that adjustment to the strategy could be a problem. And again, we all should be realizing that. This is, there's pluses and minuses to doing anything. Now, um, when we start, when I start talking about this with people one-on-one, I mean, it kind of shatters them, right? Because their, their whole plan here was to find a back test and gain confidence in the back test and make sure that if they were going to have future results the same way. But, um, that would be the improper use of a tool, right? That's using a hammer to, uh, take your fingernail off, um, but they say, well, why bother backtesting? And my answer to that is backtesting when we use it properly is extremely helpful for you to understand the dynamics of the strategies that you're using. 
and under what conditions the strategies are likely to do well and when they're likely to do poorly, where when you combine that knowledge with an understanding of market dynamics, you'll this combination will allow you to use the strategy when it's appropriate to use it, modify it when it's appropriate to modify it, and not use it when it's not appropriate to use it, right? Unfortunately, this means you have to actually understand the environment in which you're trading in, which you should be doing anyway, right? We should know what we're doing. We don't want to go out and play football if we're you know, on a, uh, have a high risk of falling off a skyscraper, right? We, we want to make sure that we, we are in an environment that supports the ability to do what we're trying to do here. And it's the same thing with our trading. We don't want to trade a bull trade in the context of a um, downtrending market or a Super Bowl in the context of a downtrending market. That's obvious. But there's also markets where you really don't want to be trading in M3 or trading in Rhino trade or trading whatever trade you happen to have. And you want to know what those are. You don't want to be blind to what's going on and pretend they're not there and hope that it works out into the future. That's ignorance, right? That's being ignorant purposefully. And that is not a good plan. Uh, we want to trade with knowledge. We want to understand the strategies, which is the whole concept of our success blueprint. Trade these dots objectively for a while. Understand the entry strategy, the exit strategy, the adjustment strategy, the timing strategy. Understand the benefits and drawbacks and when they're good to use and when they're bad to use by comparing it to what's going on in the marketplace. Then go into the market outlook and understand the dynamics of the market and then go into the pro membership and merge the two together so that we can match everything together so that we can get consistent good results and very high results in our our trading. That's where we want to go. Now, if you perform your backtest properly, you can use that as proof of concept on how, as it relates to how the strategy reacts in specific conditions. Okay, this is what you're doing, right? Or this is what you should be focused on, right? Proof of concept as to how the trade reacts, the entry exit adjustment strategy of the trade reacts in specific conditions with specific timing during specific time frame that the death during the, the specific time frame of the test, right? That's what you're doing. You can rely on that strategy to, to react that way in those market conditions, right? I can rely on a strategy to re- can say, oh, oh, hey, I can I can rely on the strategy to react a certain way if I get this type of market timing with my moves and this type of magnitude moves under this implied volatility, this specific implied volatility, if uh, if things are timed this way. And you can use that information to play out into the future. However, you also need to realize that those rules after the back test, after you trade them live, they're being applied to different specific conditions. They're being applied to different specific timing sequences, um, meaning that in the future, there's a really good chance the results will be different, sometimes drastically different. Even though things may seem similar to the novice as far as what the market conditions are, in other words, we're uptrending, we're downtrending, high volatility, low volatility, you're trading a 60-day period. Those inferences basically are crap. doesn't matter what the, what the market's downtrending in general. You want to know what the market's doing in the next 30 days, the next 60 days. Right, and you want to know, and you need to know that the timing of that, to, or at least have some uh, thought on what the timing might be or is likely to be, in order to make any kind of intelligent decision on that strategy. It's not the general volatility level or whatever, which is what a lot of people go towards, right? But because of these differences, though, we can't depend on past results, nor should we 
base our confidence off of them because we can't depend on them to happen in the future. If we do, we're going to be disappointed. Uh, but as I, I think I may have said this already, but the worst thing that can happen is something back tests really well. They trade it small for a while and they, and it does really well. They gain confidence in the trade and they scale up size like crazy. And then the market does something a little bit different. And then they lose, right? That's a, that's, and then of course, because your confidence was in the trade rules and not your ability to understand the trade rules and whether they apply to the marketplace, because that's where your your confidence was, your confidence gets destroyed. Where if, if I have a loss and I understand that, you know, I applied this trade improperly within the context of the market and I understand what happened and I understand what to do to fix it, then that loss isn't really a problem anymore, right? There's a big, big difference. And I can continue to trade at the same size because I know what's going on. If you're just trading by a set of rules that worked in the past and all of a sudden they're they're losing money, you're just kind of left wondering if you should keep trading or not. And realistically, you have no reference to make a, a decision off whether you should or not because you really don't understand why the trades worked. All you know is you filtered out past results, past bad trades, and you got good results. And you're hoping it continues into the future. That Again, that's no way to be trading. It's certainly nothing to be confident, confident in. So we want to keep that, okay? But, you know, doing this, or I should say to be truly successful as a trader, your confidence level, level needs to be based on your ability to apply the best strategy based on the marketplace you're trading it in. And that strategy is, the best strategy per se, is going to vary based on specific conditions. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, this requires proficiency in three primary areas. We talked about gaining understanding of the strategies. We can do that in backtesting if we're looking at the right things, right? If we're not if we're not backtesting for the purpose of maximizing results and filtering out past luck, uh, and we're actually focused on understanding the strategy, we can we can do that in backtesting. We need to gain an understanding of the market, how price generally moves, how implied volatility generally moves, uh, what characteristics does it have? It's fully understandable. If you understand the market, you have a really good grasp on what's likely to happen. We talk about this in Market Outlook um, and within the pro membership, and then um, the ability to act on those understandings, which is extremely important. You need to have the understandings, you need to be able to act on them. And we work on that, of course, constantly. So to the extent that you can effectively do that, that's where your confidence should be coming from. And that's the direction that I would like to see you guys head toward. My point being, we should never be relying on backtesting for confidence. We should never be relying on the last three or four trades for confidence. That we tend to do that naturally, right? That's the human condition. We want we want security. We want that security blanket. We want to be sure that we're going to win. But you can pretend that that's going to make you sure you're going to win, but it shouldn't. Because if it does, then you're going to be irresponsible with your position sizing, and that's going to create a whole mirage of other problems. Okay. Um, so anyway, we shouldn't be relying on that. Um, I'd also like to offer you this, uh, once we learn to understand the market, once you learn to see your positioning concepts, you also want to be very uh, aware of the problems, your position sizing, right? So the typical person backtest it, filter out past results until it's acceptable, live trade it small. Oh, Gain confidence in the trade. Rank up size. Now, even if you're in a trade that, by the way, will make money if you trade it the same way for four years, will be strongly positive. We have many trades. If you trade them any four-year period, 
strongly, strongly positive results, better than the market, so on and so on, right? Even if you have that trade, you're not going to be able to realize being profitable with the trade if you're varying your trade size based on how many trades you've won and how many trades you've lost. That will not allow you to be profitable. It simply won't. You'll be break even at best doing that. Uh, and if you're profitable doing that now, just wait Just wait a year, okay? Um, you're going to have those challenges because what happens is you gain your confidence in your strategy, you increase your size like crazy, you lose, right? So lots of small wins, one really big loss. Now you're back to break even or now you're at a loss and now your confidence is destroyed. Now you go back to a small size. Now you change strategies. Now you filter out the loss and pretend it's fixed and go ahead and go forward again through the same process. You just don't go, you just don't get anywhere. I've seen hundreds of traders do this over and over again. Um, it's always good when they break up. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro Memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.